Hello, Rise Guys, and also hello, Rise Gals. It is Russ, and it is Russ without John, talking to you this week because we do not have a recap of Season 1's finale for you this week. But we'll have that for you next week. And instead, we have a nice little treat for you. And the treat is this. We've been talking for a while now about the fact that I went to see Paul Reiser do stand-up out in Patchogue, Long Island uh, in early June, and I went with Rise Guy Gary Berard, a good friend of mine and a good friend of John's, the man who brought us together. And afterwards, Gary drove me back to Brooklyn. And in the car, we talked about the show we had just seen, and we talked about some other stuff, too. And so we thought that we would record that and bring you that conversation. And so, yeah, this episode is the immediate, I was going to say fallout. Fallout is a heavy term. It's not fallout. Our response to having just seen and met Paul Reiser. So uh, enjoy it. John and I will be back next week ready to talk at you. And uh, we'll bring season one home. My goodness, did you ever think we'd make it? I'm not sure that I did. So, yeah, enjoy. We'll be back next week. A very special episode, Rise Guys and Rise Gals. Hello, it's me, it's Russ. It's Mad About Mad About You, kind of. Uh, we do not have John Marbley. And we are in a car. And we, for tonight are me and my friend and the person who brought John Marbley and me together, me or I, the two of us <laughs> together. His name is Gary Berard. Gary, hello. Hello, Russ. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> driving you home. Driving me home. Um, Gary's driving me home because we just went to see... Oh, wait for it. Here oh, it comes. Here we go. We went and we saw Mr. Paul Reiser yes. do a live stand-up comedy show out on Long Island at the Patchogue Theater for the Performing Arts. Um, and yeah, we, we... John and I bought these tickets a while ago and sadly John was not able to go as he had uh, work commitments... He's got to shoot. He's got to make that money. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Ah. Is that, that's the reason why? That's the reason why. He's got to shoot. in L.A. right now? He's in L.A. right now. Ah. Uh, he was going to fly out. Couldn't fly out. Um, so, uh, that is that makes me sad that John had to miss this. Uh, but I was delighted that Gary was able to, uh, to go and join me in his stead. Yeah, I was, too. It was great. Um. It was way better than um, I anticipated. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but it was really, really tight. You know, we talked about this already a little bit, but yeah, you know, his set. 
he does what four to eight less than ten dates a year and it was as tight as if he's on stage four to eight times a week yeah he um he doesn't do a whole lot of stand-up and the fact that one of his stand-up dates was out on long island surprised me yeah, uh, I didn't know there was a Patchogue Theater for the performing arts. Well, it was a benefit for a hospital, right? So, yes. Um, you know, I suspect that, you know, I don't know how these comp packages or contracts work for, you know, stand-ups. I imagine he had a guarantee and it was just, he was there for that event. But I didn't realize that was why he was there. I thought it was just, hey, Paul Reiser's doing stand-up. But yeah, now that it makes sense because he alluded to the fact that he does live in LA. Yes. So to do that show wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense. I'm disappointed that you don't know more about the details because part of the reason why I invited you to the show is because your knowledge of the inner workings of the booking of upper level stand up comedy shows. So yeah. So what did I do here? Why are you here? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> sorry. But yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of stand up and it's funny and weird. I was saying to you before the fat like it's so delightful and unexpected to be able to see Paul Reiser do stand-up yeah. in 2017. Well, yeah, I mean, it brings it brings you back to the um, the high times of stand-up in the 80s, right? Right. And I think of Robin, Whoopi, um, uh, you know, Billy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, of course. Jer Jer. But, like, even, like, Ted Danson and people like that, not that he's a stand-up per se, but, like, those iconic, you know, people from from the 80s, you know what I mean? Sure. And, um, to, yeah, to see him, what is going on with that car? I don't know. Oh, wow. There is, <laughs> that is there is a car that is rocking on the road. As if someone is having sex in the backseat. Yeah. Uh, like and, and now it just stopped. Like <laughs> that was quick. It is yes. It is possible that we just witnessed. four people were having sex in the back of a car. Large people. <laughs> and then and then finished having sex. It's a Toyota Forerunner. <laughs> for those of you who can't see what we're witnessing, from it. Uh, that's interesting. Um, never done a podcast. Uh, never done a podcast in a car. Yeah. And just to prove that we're in a car, that's my horn. There we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. so it brings you back to that point where you think uh, he's such sort of an iconic person. But the, well, certainly to you and John, uh, but also to me. And I think the show was so good tonight that they could have taped it and it would have been as good as some of the Netflix, at least most of the Netflix one hours that I've seen yeah, recently. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty tight set for sure. Um, what was your favorite bit or bits? Well, I'll, I'll sit like, first of all, you know, I listened to a stand-up show that uh, John recorded um, of Paul Reiser's, Paul Reiser did a show recently a few years ago, John saw it. He, uh, he he took a recording that he that he has not sold for profit. Sure. Uh, but he did let me listen to. And in my head, it was just Paul Reiser standing behind a microphone, telling his jokes and his stories, and that was that. Right. He was walking all over the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
he was way more physical than I thought he was going to be. He's 60 years old. The van is a rocking again. <laughs> They're back at it. Oh, the people boy. in this car Folks, are back for round two. We are going to stamp a not safe for work. <laughs> Parents, uh, I'm going to label this don't with you, the same disclaimer that NPR. Don't you dare. Don't you? We, we, we run a tight ship here. I'm mad about, mad about you. If you would like a bleeped version of this episode <laughs> of the podcast, we will be... So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I noticed that right from the start. I don't know if that was just his high energy and you know, sort of uh, feeling out the space and filling the space, right? But yeah, the first thing he did was back and forth on the stage. Yeah, um, you don't always see that if you're not Chris Rock, I guess. Right? Yeah, it was it was it was the most Chris Rockian performance <laughs> right. that you could imagine Paul Reiser giving. Jim Gaffigan, more like Chris Rock. Slightly fewer uses of the N-word. Yes, true. Um, Although, I will say... Not uh, none. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, way more colorful language yes. uh, than I th- anticipated, certainly, yes. because it felt like he was a super... Uh, that he worked clean. That he worked, yeah. He wasn't blue. No. Not by any measure. You know, you watch enough... It sounds so uh, silly, but it's true. You know, you see people on um, network television, and you're just like, oh, they don't curse. Right. Um, And then you know, you know, the biggest example of that being Jerry Seinfeld, and to know that he actually does work clean. Yes. That means it's like, they all don't, they all work clean. And it's just like, well, not necessarily. And he was mostly clean. George Lopez. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, more colorful language than I probably would have expected. Um, so many great tags. It felt like there were, like, so many layers to the setup. Yep. And then so many tags. This car this car's is gonna going fall apart. to fall apart <laughs> or we gotta, roll over. I, we got to get away from this car. What is I'm happening? not even kidding. I'd rather be behind it, though, than in front of it, right? Uh, no, because if we're in front of it... Do you know? Uh, look, I don't know a lot about driving, but I know that when you're in front of cars and they fall apart, they don't fly into you. <laughs> so if we could be in front of of the death car, <laughs> says he, who's what? Did, what? How, at what age did you get your license? I got my license just before I turned 21. Okay, all right, all right. That's, that's better than my friend who got it at 30 or 35. I I'm, I, you know, either way, either way, I'm cool with it. I, I still don't like, I still how? don't like driving. I still don't drive a lot. And what is how? Ha- what is happening in there? Uh, I don't know. Let's, it's it's terrible news. Well, I gotta. Yeah, I wish I, this right, is terrible. Go. We need to. I I need to get video of this car, which is I'm gonna go ahead and say officially unfit for travel. Wow. Yeah. It's uh. It's almost as if the. The horizontal suspension of the car? Yes. Uh, all you auto mechanics and engineers out there, I'm going to sound extremely uh, sophisticated when I say the horizontal <laughs> suspension of the car. But yeah, that looked... Yeah, bad news. That looked terrible. I'll tell you who's got great horizontal suspension. Get home safe. Is Paul Reiser. Yes. Um, Way to bring that back. Absolutely. Master. So, yeah, his jokes were really well tagged 
pretty pretty seamless transition wise, which yeah. is a, a, a silly thing to comment on when you're talking about a professional stand up comedian. Right. Um, Great callback with the mother in law. Yep. He he he. Oh. Are you guys ready to exit the highway in two miles? And, uh, exit 41, everyone. It's coming. Oh, we are just walking past the... We're just driving past the Sunrise Mall in Massapequa, Long Island, home of Joey Buttafuoco. It's happening. <laughs> we have returned to the motherland. Oh, this feels right. This feels right, America. <laughs> <laughs> My God, there's, uh, there's an appearance... On nearly every episode, uh, or a callback of Massive People Long Island. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the way things are on our little show. So favorite bits, favorite favorite bits, bits of the Paul Reiser show. So um, he did, you know, he talked a lot about uh, the the trope alert would be going off because he, he covered pretty well, yeah. pretty well worn, uh, you know, in his you know he's sixty years old talked about his long-term marriage and the fights that you get into with your wife and uh, what it's like to have kids and what it's like getting old and problems with technology. Now, we should say we were the youngest audience members there. By maybe 10, 10, 20 years. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So, I'm 40, so I'm a little older than I'm 35 and yeah. We were uh, we were significantly young for this crowd, um, and so yeah, so these things where I'm just like, and also we were probably the hippest comedy fans, uh, yeah. So these things where I'm just like, oh, it's uh, I get it. Yes, a mother, uh, a wife joke about oh, what it's like. I can't remember the joke right now, but where I thought something would be bless, kind of funny. Bless her heart. Yes, yes. The, the concept of saying, bless her heart, uh, as, it was basically you know, saying, yes. hey, you're an asshole. Yeah. Rather than saying, you're an asshole, you say, bless her heart. It's like trying to explain an improv scene, everybody. Basically. It's uh, not going to sound not gonna funny. Not going to be great. So, yeah. So, uh, so, that happens, and I think, oh, that's funny. And the 65-year-old woman next to me, well, Love. she thought it was the funniest thing that Every. she ever did here. Single thing. She was laughing at setups. <laughs> and good for her, yeah, frankly. She bought the right ticket. Yep. Paul Rise. Yeah, he started off and he's just like, okay, we start at 830. We, we wrap up around 945. I know you people. You want to get in early. You want to get home early. That's true. And uh, that's what he did. He's like, I know my audience. Several local geographic references, uh-huh. which the audience always loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there was a Huntington yep. reference. To dropped, the, dropped the name of Huntington, Long Island. Dropped it, uh, uh, I believe he mentioned Hicksville and Hempstead. I don't know where it is, but it's, uh, we're not in Huntington. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the lines. Um, yeah, he did, uh, he, he did, he ticked all the boxes. At the end, they did a Q&A. Um, pre-ordained uh, yes. questions that were written out, presumably by uh, audience members, which evidently wasn't really screened by anyone because there were about six of the same question all about who? Helen Hunt. About Helen Hunt. Ah. Do you still keep in touch with Helen Hunt? And Everybody wants to know. She, uh, we're going to let you in on a little inside scoop here, mm-hmm. uh, 
maybe Rush, you should share this information since it is your show. Oh, well, I don't remember it, so you should. <laughs> oh, you don't? No. They get together every month for lunch. That's right. And she likes the, uh, I believe it's the Chinese chicken Chinese salad. Chinese chicken salad. That there was it. Know. I remember they got together for lunch. I could not remember the salad. But yep. And let me share one of my anecdotal references, which we just talked about at dinner. Uh, I once worked at a restaurant in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, down <clears throat> downtown, and she came in eating dinner um, with another couple. And she was, as I said, she was stunning. She was very, very beautiful woman, and uh, and delight. She was just such a nice, a nice person. So that's very nice to hear. I like that a lot. As I opposed would... to the raging asshole you hear about all the time. <laughs> yeah, that is Helen Hunt <laughs> storming off sets and whatnot. <laughs> so that was the show, and we'll we'll cover the evening. Uh, we'll do this. What what is it in media res? In media res. So we'll start in the middle, yes. and that was the middle. The middle portion of our night was actually seeing the show. Yeah. And before that, we had to get to the show. Oh, we had to get there. <laughs> oh, and was it a trip? It was, so it was more like a journey. So, Patchog is on the east end of Long Island, uh, or on the eastern, you know, the the east side of Long Island. And it's sort of near the South Shore. So when yes. people talk about. Long Island, it's north and south shore. Right. And Long Island is 100 miles long. And so it's maybe 70 miles along the way. Uh, That's a ballpark estimate, and it's probably a bad one. But regardless, in order to get there, I took two trains from New York City... Uh, so it was Penn Station, Long Island Railroad. Penn Station, Long Island Railroad. Transfer transferred, on the railroad. yes, transferred so on the railroad. Did you actually take the subway, or did you walk? To I that? walked it. I walked from work. I left work a little bit early, and I got there. I got to the theater. I I got to the theater. It, the The commute for me took about an hour and a half, maybe a little bit longer, to get out there. Oh, weren't you lucky? Wasn't I lucky? Because Gary, sweet Gary, lives in New Jersey. Yeah, that's right. And left New Jersey. Uh, he's got a beautiful baby boy back home. Five thirty p.m. Yeah, he left. He left his Arrived beautiful baby boy at home at five thirty, which is in the smack dab in the middle of rush hour. As I don't need to tell you, folks. And uh, arrived with eight minutes to spare after I tried to park in uh, Pacho, which, uh, if you ever need to know. It's not an easy place to park a car. No. I got out there, and uh, I was like, okay, Gary's going to be here soon. I'll scope out the area to try to find a parking spot. Nowhere to park. Nowhere. Nowhere at all. And I was like, well, I Gary, I can't believe that Gary will have driven... How many miles did we say it was? Uh, like 90, like 90 miles, and how long did it take that. you to get out there? Two and a half hours? Nearly three hours. Nearly three hours. He left at five thirty. It was an eight thirty start time. He we got to our seats at eight twenty six. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was a tight it was a close call. If I had left uh, any later, it would not have happened. He uh, finally gets. There was no no opener, no middle. We no should probably opener. have uh, yeah. said that. I know we're going uh, sort of pulp fiction. Yes, yeah. but yeah, we uh, introduction was ladies and gentlemen. Paul Reiser. And then he and came up. That was him. It was not, it was no one else. It was actually him. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's uh, it's funny because those of you who are not in the metropolitan tri-state New York City Manhattan area and you drive a car everywhere, it's a pretty easy decision how you're going to get where you're going. You just jump in your car and you drive there. Well, New York is a is a cacophony of uh, and man, it's 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 a whole roster of decisions that need to be made yes. and being that it was rush hour, right? So leaving at 5.30, trying to get through the city, whether it be via the Staten Island, uh, Verrazano Bridge, Belt Parkway, Lower Long Island, you know, Sunrise Highway route, or where I chose to go, which was basically a, uh, an endorsement by Google Maps, which was <laughs> uh, you know up over the GW Bridge, over the Throg's Neck, uh, over to the Long Island Expressway, which, you know, as the crow flies... Uh, it's probably the quickest way to go. Wow, that was an interesting mm-hmm. uh, move. This person just cut off a lot of people, crossing a few lines of traffic. Folks, drive safe. Please do. And, and you know what? If someone needs to merge, just let them in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just trying to make the decision whether Russ was going to um, take a train himself to Pacho, whether I was going to come into the city and pick him up, at work and then drive out together whether I was going to pick him up at another station in Long Island uh, it was just like the stress of that yeah it was a relief to be at the show and just relax yes and knowing that I made it on time yes but you know those are the things you deal with yeah part of me almost because yeah in the middle there when Gary first said it he was just like yeah Russ I'll take the ticket and I'll drive. I'll pick you up from work, and then we'll go to the show. No problem. Right? <laughs> Why not? I live close to the city. You get out of work. You get out of work at six o'clock in Manhattan. The show doesn't start until eight thirty on Long Island. We have to drive across the entire island during rush hour. What could possibly go wrong? And then we talked about just like, uh, yeah, this is completely untenable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will have. 10 minutes of swimming time, like 10 minutes to fool around in, and uh, just decided against it. And <laughs> Well, I lived in the city for 17 years, nine of which were in Midtown, so that would have saved a lot of aggravation sure. if I had a car. I didn't have a car uh, when when I lived in the city, and you, you know, need one. Most of us don't have one. Right. It's more of an aggravation to have one, really, mm-hmm. in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so... Not having one is a heck of a lot cheaper for sure, and um, you know, in many ways, a lot easier. But that certainly would have made it much easier today. Good to see easy decisions, yeah. but it would make for difficult podcasting because now we are driving in that self same car That's on true. our way back, and uh, this would be a rude thing to do on the Long Island Railroad. Yes, I can't imagine anybody would be uh, grateful. That, they probably would not be, but if ever there was a place to do rude things, it yeah. is the Long Island Railroad. So. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, Very true. So, yeah, that was the before time. And then we get to the after time. <clears throat> right. Which was Gary turning to me, and I had spoken to him about it prior. Gary turns to me and says, so how are we going to meet this guy? true. And I was just like, well, I think we're going outside and we're going to wait by the stage door. So I ask a worker, where's the stage door? 
worker, otherwise known as an usher. No, he works. I don't want to. I don't want to say. You don't want to endow him specifically with that. what task he oh, has. Okay. He works. You don't want to. You don't want to disclose. You Look, know, maybe he's an usher one day, a bartender the next night. True. He fixes lights. Yeah. Who can know? Yeah, he maybe works. he's the president. He may own the theater. Works the tech board. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. This guy. Um, who was not very helpful. Yeah, he was really general. He was not the master of telling me where the stage door was. It was like you go out, you take a left, you go through an alley. Yeah. All right. And there's the door. So when you do that, you go out, you take a left, you go through the alley. Wow. You see... Hello, Mr. Motorcycle. You're very fast. Um, when you go through that alley, there are at least... Three? Three doors on yeah. that side. All, all really clearly marked. Completely unlabeled. Signs everywhere. No signage. La, labels, arrows. A nightmare. Emergency lighting. Just And so you're just like, well, surely. And, and also, none of them, none of them really look like, okay, this is the stage door to a theater. It's either like, well, either, either this is the way that you get directly to the theater or... The garbage room from Star Wars is behind these two doors. The yeah, trash can bag. And there's a thirty foot drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just or behind, yeah, behind these doors are just empty elevator shafts. Um, so, so we were just like, well, maybe we maybe we haven't gotten to it yet. Let's keep going around. But my intuition was telling me, okay, there's got to be a car who's going to take him right. Somewhere, whether it's to a hotel, I mean, he's going to be driven somewhere. Right. He's not going to have his own car. Yes. So, what do those look like? It's going to be an Escalade. It's going to be a town car of some sort. Right. An SUV. You know, it's got to be around here somewhere. And in the state of New York, at least in the city, you see uh, with an Uber or other Lyft. I prefer Lyft uh, myself. Sure. But the license plate says T on the front, and the last letter is a C. Evidently, it stands for uh, Taxi and Limousine Commission, I believe. Oh. TNLC, I think. Uh, so it's clearly marked, and you just look for the T and the C, and you know that's at least someone's going to be driving a passenger somewhere that's not, you know, essentially a private car. So uh, first thing we saw was like a white town car, which yeah. was parked, and I thought, oh, that's you know got to be the. It's got to be the, the the driver. Nope, just uh, just an old handicapped person. Just a town car. Just a town car. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a voyage trying yeah. to figure out. Okay, where where is he going to come out of? Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be nice, you know, to introduce him to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So we we have a hard time determining where he will be. And what what doors are, I guess. Yeah. And finally, I say to Gary, I'm just like, I'm going to pop in and uh, I'm going to check in with our usher friend again. Um, and before that, we were standing by a door we swore was the right place. Right. And it was like the uh, early bird special at the senior home. Yes. Uh, yes. It was about a dozen older folks. Yes. Walked out and Russ said, "Yeah, I'm just like I'm like I'm gonna go and uh, I, I see an usher over there. I'm gonna go and check in with that usher. I'm gonna ask uh, if we're in the right spot." And then I'm like, "Oh, that's just the guy in a jacket. He's currently smoking a cigarette. He is not a working usher." <laughs> so, so I go back inside and I find the same guy, 
And he's like, yeah, hi, I'm sorry. I know you said where to go earlier. And again, he's equally as helpful or unhelpful. He's like, yeah, make a left around the side. It's a door. I'm like, yeah, I just, I guess I thought there, is there a sign anywhere? He's like, no, no sign. We're okay. As I'm leaving with this information, I check my uh, phone and Gary has texted me twice to say, uh, I overheard a conversation that he had not yet left. Right. So I was thinking, hey, this might be the right location. Yeah. Come back to me. He's, he's come back around. Uh, we were in the right spot. 30 seconds. And at, yeah, as I'm walking, Gary texts again to say, he's here. And that's when I started to run. <laughs> I start running around the theater. Because when you meet a hero of yours, the best th- the best way you can be to present yourself is uh, out of breath. So that's what I was going for, I guess. Um, sure. But, yeah, I, I kind of I slowed my gait uh, upon getting around the back and there in as front to of... not startle. Yes, as to not startle anybody. <laughs> These days I'll get tackled. Um, and so I I slow up and there's Paul Reiser talking to a couple of people, a couple yeah. of fans. It's just a quick little quick little thing. Yeah. And he goes over he sees, sees, he looks up, he sees me. He says, yes, you, yes, hello. You look like you have a question. You look like you have a question. And then he excused himself. He went over and... You look like you need some oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you look pale and sweaty. You're going to be all right. <laughs> um, I would have expected this from some of our older audience members, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> so he goes over and he talks to his driver. He tells his driver where he's going to be eating. He gives him the name a few times. And then he comes back over to chat with uh, with me. With old Russ Fader, founder and co-creator of Mad About, Mad About You. That's me. So, uh, by the way, thank you. That was a good intro. Uh, you I, can cut it up and put it in the front. <laughs> I'll do that. So, so yeah, I, I say to him, hello, big fan, um, uh, great show, and uh, I said I'm a big fan of yours. In fact, I have a, a podcast... I tell my friend and I, we're comedians, we have a podcast about your show called Mad About Mad About You. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I couldn't believe that he said, oh, yeah, like that. And uh, I was yeah. like, wait, have you you've heard it? Yeah. And he's like, I know it. He's like, well, I've heard of it. You you've been you've been writing about it. And I realized that I had tagged him on a couple of uh, tweets I had attached him. He I've added him uh, today about the fact that uh, we'd be at the show. So if you're interested, uh, just know that he reads his Twitter account. He does. He's pretty up on it. FYI. So, uh, but yeah, I gotta say, man, just the fact that he said, "Oh yeah, I've heard of it," yeah, was unbelievable. And then he wanted to know. He was just like, "Yeah." So, I mean. How deep does the trivia go? And uh, big surprise, he's in our back seat right now, so uh, he's been very well muffled. So, so uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, he said, "Well, how, how much trivia can there be?" Yeah, yeah. He says, "How much trivia about the show can there be?" And so we told him, "I'm, <laughs> thank God, I'm, I had a shot to talk 
to Paul Reiser, and you bet I mentioned the Hat Squad. Uh, so, so check that off the list. And he said, walk, walk with oh, me. Yeah, yes, that's true. He did say walk with me. And so we're walking, and I'm telling him about the Hat Squad. I tell him we go into directors and writers, and he goes, whoa. And I tell him we just released an interview with the woman who played Masha the Maid. And that got his jaw dropped. Actually just dropped today. Yeah, that's right. The episode that came out today. And um, and then, yeah, I mentioned uh, the Hat Squad. You chuckled a little bit. Yeah. And... Seemed genuinely surprised. Like, he's, yes. Wow, he seemed is... surprised. I think he seemed pleased. Um, pleasantly surprised. Pleasant. That's a good way of saying it. Pleasantly surprised. That's Not cool. surprised and pleased. Right. You're... Good. <laughs> so, um... I'm available for future episodes. <laughs> I'm not no John Mobley, but, you know. <laughs> you can say that again, but please don't. So, um... So, yeah, so then we, um... We shook hands, and, uh... Grabbed a, a photo. Grabbed a photo, which has been distributed, uh... It's the modern-day autograph. On the old Twitter account, and uh, it was really, really neat. I was not in a position. I didn't. I didn't feel. I don't feel that we're uh, we're not ready yet to to have, to to have a full on interview with the man. And I didn't want to put him in that position after a show on the spot yeah, to sure. say, "Hey, would you do our podcast sometime?" Makes sense. Um, there will be other times for that. Uh, once we get Helen Hunt on three or four times. Uh, we'll build up to it. And by but, uh, all of the other times, Russ means the other three stand-up dates that he'll have in the next four, four or five years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to follow him across the country. Let's not forget. Let's not fool around. Um, so, yeah. So, I I truly missed John tonight. Uh, it wow, would have been... Thanks, thanks. I'm right no, here. I'm, I'm no, right, right here. no. Russ, I mean it. I'm right here. I don't care. Uh... <laughs> You can hear this. Rightfully so. Rightfully <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, Gary, I'm so glad that you were able to come. I'm so glad that you were generous enough to think of me. I'm Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, John, you were certainly missed. Sure was. Um, uh, but hey, we'll, uh, we'll, have to catch, we'll have to catch the next, the next one. John would have laughed louder than Oh me. my God, John would have laughed. Holy moly. Um... Yeah. yeah, John would have laughed at... John would have laughed like the old woman sitting to my right. For sure. At everything that that old woman laughed at. Yeah. Um, Just the way he, uh, like, genuflected on stage and there was movement. She yep. would lean forward in her seat and... Ju- now, let's paint the picture of this woman. <laughs> white, white hair that yes. was, like, sort of feathered back mm-hmm. and feathered forward mm-hmm. and kind of like a bird. Mm-hmm. At the same time... Oh, did we forget to mention that she was a bird? Yeah, she was a bird. (laughs) Very large parakeet. (laughs) But she would lean forward, like, so far forward in her seat every time there was a... uh, This person in front of me is definitely texting and driving. Yes. That's a Mercedes SUV, I believe, that swung... Is that... That swung so far into the high speed lane (laughs) that there were... Definitely have been in that accident. That might be a Honda CRV. I can't tell the difference. Folks, there's a car in front of us. It's not being safe. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if we've learned from prior mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, I keep uh, commenting on the traffic. That is okay. 
driving. But yes, old woman looked like a bird, uh, laughed a lot. Uh, John Marbley would have loved her. Yes, for sure. He would have loved the show. Would have loved the show. It was a lot of fun. So let me ask you, rewind. Yes. How did you guys come to know that the show was happening? My dad sent me an email. Get out. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Saying interested, and yeah, he got something through uh, AARP. Ah. Just uh, a notification that they were going to be that he was doing a show. Again, he knows his audience. He knows his audience. But that's crazy to me because even though I'm 40 or 35, I mean, there's other 40, hey, let's call it, uh, you know, 32 to 45 year old people who were familiar with and loved the show. Yes. Back in the 90s, who would have probably gone to this stuff. It's interesting that there were so many older people there. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I mean, think I, you're right. I, 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 I guess I'm contradicting myself because the first thing we said when we started this conversation was how we sort of acknowledged and, and, and recognized the, the audience and the age of the audience. But uh, on some level, I'm, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm sort of surprised. Um, but, you know, again, they marketed it. Yeah. Right? It, I mean, it's sold out. It so you can't out. you can't blame them too much. You can't, it wasn't it wasn't just the two of us, that old bird woman, and an empty theater, <laughs> which is saying something. That was a twelve hundred seat theater. Yeah, and he hasn't done stand up in a long time. Yeah, right? he hasn't done a whole lot of it. Yeah, because I did check his website, and there were other dates on there, but maybe one or two other dates. I um, I feel like he got back into it in the past. Three years. Kids are going to college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I read somewhere that he just like he got the itch again. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I can imagine that. You know, doing stand up so regularly, so frequently, trying to make that happen for yourself, make it a profession, and make it lucrative. And, yeah. You know, it, it is fulfilling. I'm sure on some level, even if you're, you know, grinding at bringer shows and you know, doing stand up you know, when you're at sort of the start of your career right but um, I, I've got to think like someone who does that so much for so long it's got to it's, it's got to be ingrained in, in you somewhere that you know to, to walk away from it um, is, is hard to do yeah I'm sure and uh, you know there's also something probably to the personal aspect of it right. where when you're doing because he went from doing stand-up to, you know, he did a few movies, but while he was doing, you know, while he was doing Diner and Beverly Hills Cop and all that, he was still doing stand-up. He really, I think he stopped doing stand-up largely when he got mad about you. And he's, you know, he's a co-creator and a writer on that show. That's a lot of him. And wrote the theme song. I didn't know that. Yeah, wrote the music. Absolutely. And um, after becoming a fan of the podcast so I'm just your casual fan right right look forward to my Wednesday G Gary is the Gary who put together the Gary's which is the improv team on which John and I met each other yeah so maybe I should rewind this conversation a little bit and back up to how did you and John find out you were both passionate fans about one Paul Reiser two mad about you I mean 
I, I didn't realize you guys hadn't met until we started to rehearse together. That yeah. was that was literally the first time. Yeah, our first when you were just like, "Hey, Russ, why don't you come and sit in with this team that I've put together that that or with this with our team?" Uh, and he was at that rehearsal. That was the first time I met John. Wow. Okay. Um, he may. I ah, think I he may that. have. I yeah, I think that. he may have sat in on a class that you and I had. Uh, I, but I I don't remember that. He, he was. In? I, I yeah. I think. If uh, at UCB, if you miss, let's say, you know, it's eight weeks of classes. If you miss so week for, three. For, for those of you guys who don't know UCB, that is the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York and Los Angeles, and they offer improv. All right, slow your roll. Um, so, <laughs> so. We just assume everybody knows what UCB means. You know what? That's true. Upright Citizens Brigade uh, is this the the theater and uh, school where. We all learned improv comedy. So it must have been a 401 with Neil Casey? Probably. What was the other class we had together? Uh, you and I were in level two also, I think. We, we were in level two. and Oh, wait. No, level so three, three, four. This yeah. is officially two inside baseball. Uh, we, <laughs> we go... We, we shoot off last names of people who are... Uh, you know, fourth build on you know fourth build extras on Mad About You. I will not be saying, oh yeah, you know Spieler, Gavin Spieler, Just our old out. improv teacher. I don't know if we will. We'll see. So, um, regardless, John and I met right. doing the Garys, right. and I think we just kind of talked about. I mean. You know how we are with references and with the pop culture that we like, and somewhere along yeah. the line, we were probably um, we. You know what? I can't even remember how it happened, but we were probably talking about Seinfeld, and that probably turned into talking about Mad About You. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics. Yeah. But yeah, we both kind of just talked about Mad About You, and I remember John one day just saying, "If I had a podcast, it would be a Mad About You review podcast." Wow. I think he did. I think he said that, and I was like, "I would do that with you." Yeah, for um, those of you guys who don't know, Russ is uh, a purveyor of all things pop culture, knows so much about theater, um, well, way more than me, and I'm always impressed by what both Ron, Russ, Ron, no, Russ and John uh, come up with. If you ship us, you call us Ron. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm going to book you guys as Ron. <laughs> Uh, you guys come up with and you know it's been a real joy for me to hear that uh, indirectly I had, a, I had an impact on your friendship that's fun you're the matchmaker I am uh, and it's better than being the Long Island Lolita right hey come on nothing's better than being the Long Island Lolita um, but yeah so it was uh... oh I think I made the wrong turn <laughs> We're gonna find out. Uh, we're following. Yeah, I think we're pretty close. GPS right now. All right, good. We're close enough. Um, well, folks, regardless of whether we've made the wrong turn or the right turn, uh, we're gonna wrap things up. Um, thank you for listening to this very special car episode. Uh, Gary, do you have anything you want to plug? I do not. That's I fine. I don't want to plug anything. Great. How would John do it? Nope. I don't have anything to do. 
Oh. Nothing going on for me. I'm Johnny Marbles, no H. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I also, well, you know the things that I do. Uh, I perform, uh, we don't need to do that right now. Ah, do it. Uh, Magnet Theater, Tuesday nights, I perform with Squash. Awesome. At Russ Fader on Twitter, at MadAboutYouPod. Uh, thanks for listening to this special one. Um, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Gary, Burrard, you're the best. Thanks for coming. Thanks to Paul Reiser for making my night. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. And this is what we're saying. <laughs>